On my talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to bring I'm you. I'm going to shout at you all show. We're going to shout all day long. And we're going to bring to you all the fun food and uh, dining and crazy things that we know to talk about on a Saturday morning, which is fun. And it's my birthday. Hey, hey, it's ooh, your birthday. Ooh, it's we're your birthday. Party like it's your birthday. We were talking about. Like the last couple of years of birthdays have been so like been tough. Wah, wah. Been tough. I I feel for everybody out there. I had a friend uh, who was talking about how she her sister was having her fortieth last year and it got like squashed. I'm like, oh, I know, I had my fiftieth last year and that was pretty tight. There was just like six of us around a little teeny fire outside. Well, and I told you about my niece's twenty sixth on the party bus. Yes, and the sobbing and the-, and the crying that ensued because of the party bus cancellation. Yeah, no offense to my niece, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was a six hour cry fest. <sighs> Well, that's the thing. Like when you have birthdays are big, like there's expectation just sewn into it. Right. I mean, like, you know, for a lot of people, there's people who just don't care and they don't want to acknowledge. They'd rather just that's like, weird too. move on with your day. I remember I had a friend in college, Eric. He was like, you know, that we lived in an apartment together after with a bunch of people. And he was always like, it's not a big deal. So one year I was like, we need to make it a big deal. And so we had like, we threw him like we had a huge party day. You know what I mean? Like we just did like we went out for breakfast and we did all the things and we took him to museums. We did all these things. It was just like full on Eric party. He was like, oh, I get it now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he was like, this is great. I'm like, yeah, it is great. You, you can't had have it be great. birthday party for me, which was epic. I know you had a that was a fun party. Yeah. And I did nothing for you because it was pandemic. Nobody I think could. I showed up. Yeah, nobody could. Like that was the hardest part. I was like, I had been planning to have this massive 50th birthday party for like years and then nope so let's do i don't know i still i in my lifetime want to have a giant dance party with a keg yeah like just someone who's a dj spinning like prince and the time and just fun funky i think that's the thing that can and it doesn't maybe here's a thought doesn't have to be your birthday. What if we just had like a celebration party? Fine. We can have it, it just you. be a, like a it's COVID's over party. You get the food. I'll pay for the DJ. <laughs> we'll bribe someone to give us some space. Right. I think we could do it and everybody just come and dance. Let's- I kind of have a lot of the same friends. Not all, but some. Yeah. We'd have some overlap. We can do that. I don't see why not. Um, oh, I was going to say something for you, but I think I just What'd you eat it. this week? Oh, boy. I, I know went- we're going to talk a little bit about something later. Yes, we have good things to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I went to the Lynn Hall for the first time in Edina. Oh, that was the first time? Yes. And I've been over there a million times, but never kind of it's Nolan Mains is weird if you don't know what you're there for and how to get it. 
It's it's trying. It's gonna be like kind of a cute little like wind around and find things yes. eventually. But it's also harder in the winter when it's like that. I and you're like wandering around. But I had a beautiful um, cranberry tea. Oh, nice! And a beautiful tartine. Oh yeah, that was really lovely. They had a croissant with ham and cheese that was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um. So that was really awesome. I also had. Um, I went to Tattersall. In River Falls. You did. You mm-hmm. drove all the way out. We did. And it is a really gigantic space. Yes. I mean, it felt like Massive. a convention center. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's what it basically is going to be. Yep. They have so many. It's like so supported for outdoor concerts and venues. And I think with having UW River Falls there, it's brilliant. I was very impressed and proud of our, our friends, John and Dan, just mm-hmm. to think of how far they've come from... Yeah. I mean, that feels good to support them. Uh, the store was really cool. And I did see a new product that they're in collaboration with Lunds and Byerly's on a sort of mocktail situation. Well, they've been, yeah, they've been, I mean, Lunds and Byerly's has their, yes. I think it's brilliant that they put it by the cheese. You know, when you go in there, it's like in the specialty cheeses, then you have the mocktails. I'm like, oh, that's, re- or mixers. They're just mixers. Yeah. But, but they were like pretty brilliant. tasty. Mm-hmm. I had a strawberry one that I thought, wow, I could just see rum and tequila and vodka and gin. Yeah. And even maybe whiskey. Yeah. Like it just felt really <clears throat> delicious. So that was fun. How about you? Um, I went to, I met some friends at the Minneapolis Club for drinks. I love that place. And I got to tell you, you know, they're in the middle of kind of a renovation and they're doing some very cool things there. Um, Jeff Arendal, you know, mm-hmm. who is from. Uh, Cafe and yeah, where is where is it? Yeah, he's all the places along St. Anthony. Yeah, Main. right. The Aster. Um, they he was uh he's in he's hel- he's kind of running the club thing. But I went and met uh, a couple of friends and had uh, uh just a, just a great like sitting in the lounge on a freezing cold night. And it's a private club, so it's like a, you know you can't really get in there unless you know somebody or you have a you know membership or you you have a meeting with someone. That's how I've ever gone. And but we had a couple Manhattans and, you know, just kind of sat around this clubby, dark wood room. And I was just like, this is yummy. Like, I, I love feel a club. Great. I know. So, it's sort of like the university club. Is, it, is. it appeals to me. And you can eat there, actually. At the university club? Yes, you can. There's certain nights that are like open. So just call them. Well, and I think that's where the Minneapolis club is headed. I think they're redoing this whole ground level layer and they're going to probably you know, do something to open it up with people. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but I know that that's, um, they're working on like ideating that. You know what other vibe is so awesome is the women's club uh, overlooks Loring Park. And they've mm-hmm. got this really beautiful porch area that literally overlooks the park. And they're going to be doing like acoustic music and a series with like Chastity Brown. Yeah, and that's open to the public, right? We, no, it's the Is same it kind not? of thing. But you can, okay. they have like open events. They do, because we used to do Holly Go Fabulous there yep. as a magazine. And that was always kind of the way that I knew about it. But I do think that they have like special dinners. They do. That, that and are drink open to the public. Happy hour times. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of like little hidden club type things in the I Twin know. Cities that we don't know. Do you know what the I Hemingway? feel a magazine feature coming on. I know. Well, we had a whole hidden Twin Cities and it's like, but then at the same time, you can't like literally just say, here's all these places that you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> but you can if you know someone. That's right. So it gets a little weird in that way, for sure. Um, where else did I eat? I was at uh, Malcolm Yards again, which... You know, Always good. I know. It's hard to like not love that place. They have a lot of stuff going on with the Winter Carnival and the whole, um, what do we call it? The Northern, the Great Northern. Yep. 
they've got some great stuff today and tomorrow out there. And I think that's just, I mean, I think that they're going to be a great space for community and events and things like that. But then also great for just eating and drinking, you know, yeah. just meeting up. I have had a lot of meetings where they're like, where should we go? We know it's open. And during the day, it's kind of quiet. Here's a tip. You know, we were there at like two o'clock, I think. And it was just like we had our you know, choice of tables and we could move around. There were other people there, but it wasn't at all busy. Like, you know, I did a post for Red Rabbit this week because a lot of people are asking me, like, where can we go for lunch? Who's open for lunch? Like, I think as people are trickling back to a more formalized work week or work day, lunch is something that people are interested in again, but there's not a lot of places open. So Red Rabbit, we went, I went there for lunch in St. Paul and had this awesome pharaoh caprese salad with mozzarella farro chicken arugula it was so good and then they're open in minneapolis too so just um golden fig too gosh i popped in there and got a new tart pan or a new what is it called tart stand yeah just chalk to the gills of not only minnesota makers but cool regional artisan makers from around the country yeah and if you're gonna buy chocolate she has got so much chocolate golden fig yeah, yeah, just no, so much. She's always had the best, like around Easter, around Valentine's Day. They do a great job. Totally bespoke and just really like beautiful stuff. I love that. Yeah, and I she has a lot of like natural things too, like lip balms and hand lotions and dishwashing soaps and just kind of a whole section I hadn't really noticed before. Right. And lots of like quick and casual refrigerated foods, like the pot pie from Colossal Cafe, some lasagna that's frozen. Um, sausages that are already ready to go, like just a lot of things that are grab and go. And here's a tip. If you love squash soup, she has a great squash soup that's in her freezer almost all the time. Oh, my God. Good. Good. So yeah. I love that. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back. We have, uh, we have, I don't know. We have a lot of great things. There's a lot of dribs and drabs today for me. A lot me of dribs and drabs. And it's you. Fine. And it's going to be fun. So we're just going to have that as, uh, as our level set. But there is a question on the Facebook that I want you guys to go look at. It's about, it's the dinner party question. And we're going to talk about that next. So we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday, the last Saturday of January. Can you believe it? Did it go by fast? Um, nope. No, huh? Bye. No? <laughs> no? Bye, January. Yeah, no, huh? Goodbye. See ya. I, and I don't mean to like, because I'm not the kind of person that wishes away life or time. Right. But boy, this has really felt like a longy because we had COVID like right around Christmas time. Yeah. So that was 10 days of nothingness other than... Okay, is it sad when you're going to like look back on your COVID experience so far? And this is very insensitive if you've lost someone in your life or been really traumatically impacted. And so let me apologize in advance. That said, like Aaron Schwab, she's like, oh, I finally got COVID. I'm like, okay, so you have 10 days where you're forced to sleep and rest (laughs) and you can watch all the shows you've missed. Yeah. And then you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. So that was, it was sort of like, I'm going to look back on that time. I spent 10 days pretty much at my cabin. Yeah. We never went outside. Yeah. We just, yeah. it was very sadly relaxing and it took that to kind of reset. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. But that's probably a tragic and sad way to look at it for a lot well, of people. I, well, I mean, it's just, it's just a different thing all across the board. Yeah. And you don't really, I mean, you can't, whatever everybody's goes through is their own journey. But, you know, I mean, I was, I was by the end of my little like stay, I was like, I got to get out of this house. Yeah. Like I have to go and do things. But and you were rested. I was, I, well, sure. Sure. I was rested. I have a 27 year old living in my basement. Sure. I was rested. <laughs> Fine. 
Um, but I have to say that, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's always January always goes fast. And I don't know if it's because my birthday's at the end of it. And I feel like it's just as quick. Well, in February is only 28 days. And so that goes it. fast. And so that's why, like, when we get all into this, and I know the fact is actually the winter's not hard in January. January is when you love winter. February is like so fast and it's usually got some weird stuff like Valentine's Day in the middle of it. And I have a kid's birthday in the middle of it. My mom's birthday. Like we've got all that going on. So that goes by. It's March. March is hard. I'm the opposite. January can just suck it. Really? Because it's always below zero. Yeah, I don't mind that. I took care of my friend's dog for a week. I didn't take that dog for one walk. It was like he was little. It was below zero. Like it obviously went outside and went to the bathroom, but... She came home and I was like, "Yeah, sorry, he hasn't moved he hasn't other moved. than from well, one I room mean, to the next." I mean, most of the dogs don't want to go anyway, so it's not like, <laughs> you know, it's not like you were like not letting him out, you know. But I was thinking about it, and this is where I had the so the Facebook question is about dinner parties because uh-huh. I was while I'm sitting around and thinking like, well, okay, you know, we and also for my birthday at this point, like because of the whole like. I, not having a giant party, not yeah. even even, and I'm, and I'm not even like going out tonight because I just decided that it's almost more fun to be able to like sit at home, have a dinner party, and just and not even a dinner party, but like have people over so that you can relax. Into How many things. are you having over? No, it's just the girls are just coming over. I mean, and not even all of them. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a couple. It's that's like, a threesome, foursome yeah, situation. So that's the point. So I was thinking about it, and then everyone's like, "Well, what do you want to eat, and what should we do?" And I thought, okay, this is a great question. Like, who are the people? If you could have your ultimate birthday dinner party, and or it doesn't have to be a birthday, but an ultimate party, and you'd invite three people, dead or alive, famous, not famous, it doesn't matter, and then what would you cook for them? That's the question that's on Facebook. Mm. So, like, the, the idea is, obviously, it's like, who's going to be your, kind of like your your people and what's most interesting and what's compelling? So, it kind of, to me, would be like a mixture of comfort and interesting things right i would i already know okay wait first let me read you a couple of the replies because i do love some of them i love like kendra says jane austen michelle obama and my grandmother and she says i'm not sure about the food but a good whiskey or bourbon cocktail would be in place Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh let's see um and then shelby says my two great grandmothers and my paternal great grandmother chicken and dumplings so like there's kind of a mix and then i love rico says anthony bourdain frank sinatra and cleopatra wow (laughs) and says i don't think we'd get past cocktails the convo would be too good to eat and i just love it and then of course rico came back with stephanie marge stephanie hansen and jason matheson (laughs) well that can happen i know that can actually happen rico (laughs) we should auction it off i know seriously um so tell me about who's who would be your three well like celebrity wise i'd have anthony bourdain I'd have Oprah and I'd have Freddie Mercury. Oh, that would be like for me, just super fun. Okay, Oprah, Freddie Mercury, and who? Wait, wait, Anthony Bourdain. And Anthony Bourdain. But then, like, if I'm doing like family friendish, I my sister Laura was killed when I was twelve. Yeah. So I love the thought of the idea of meeting her as an adult. Yes. And I miss my mom, so sure. my mom could come. And then um, probably my sisters, that's more, I'd have my sisters too, so we could just get together with my mom again. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, and I would make them. What would you make the famous, like if you could only have your first famous set, what would you cook for those people? Oh. If you could have Oprah, Anthony Bourdain. Salmon with like a dill sauce, something that you could kind of make ahead. Yeah. 
that wouldn't be too like panicky. Yeah. And then like a beautiful composed salad and a lemon tart with raspberries, something kind of fresh. That's what you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I like to serve salmon for groups. Yes. It's easier. Right. Okay. Um, So I was thinking, and I love, there's a lot of Eleanor Roosevelt. There's a lot of Prince. Oh, yeah. But he was hard to feed. Why? Well, he had a lot of dietary restrictions. Maybe he's given all that up now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could hand him a big patty cake. I know. Taryn says, she says, Eleanor Roosevelt, Prince, and Monet, I would serve salmon en papillot, Caesar salad, popovers, and red velvet cake. Yum. I know. That's a really good one. Popovers are hard to serve a crew. I know. I think I would want, I kind of was thinking about Prince. Like, that would be really Mm -hmm. interesting to have. Such a genius. I know. And to really sort of like have a quiet moment. And funny and kind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to really get into like like a moment with him, uh-huh. like on your own turf would be amazing. Um, and I was thinking I would, this sounds so weird and dark, but I think I would invite Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> no, that's not weird. He's because a phenomenal but, writer. Yeah. And like, and dark. Yeah. But like, I think that would be an interesting addition to the table. And then I think I would invite, um, I would invite Einstein because I want to have sort of like a little bit of science and a little bit of doubt and a little bit of questioning and a little bit of like stirring the pot and sort of making you rethink things the way you think you think them. I think that would be so fascinating. Oh. And I don't know what I would cook. I think I'd probably cook like lasagna or something, you know, <laughs> with pesto and quinoa. <laughs> yes. I would make a totally weird lasagna that was like not normal and just yep, maybe I'll be like, would. what is this? And I'm like, so anyway, if you use quinoa, it's actually better. You totally would. That's funny. I know. So that's kind of like my dream thing. But I want you guys to keep replying. And I love the fact that there's like, you know, Deb said, uh, Louis Anderson, Betty White, and her friend Kathleen. Barbecue with all the fixings and libations. That's fun. I know. And this is Molly King, of course, our friend says, fun question. I'd invite my Nana, her Nana, and her Nana. And we'd make good old Irish stew, soda bread, and Jameson, and talk about everything from the good old days and the good nowadays. That's, That's interesting, the thing, right? Yeah. Four generations. Or I know. Three genera- I guess it'd be four generations. I know. And I wish that it was like, yeah, I, I mean, I wish that we could. And in a weird way, maybe we think about this in terms of like, invite the people, like do the dinner parties that you maybe don't want to miss. You know, like oh, invite yeah, the people like over. It forward. Do the dinner parties, you guys. I'll never forget. And two things make me think. I've been thinking about Jack because I've Jack Rebel because I've been thinking about your birthday mm-hmm. and my fiftieth mm-hmm. and him and making the cake and then you guys wrote a beautiful piece. He wrote it. Right? He wrote a beautiful piece for himself in Minneapolis St. Paul magazine mm-hmm. that was published. And I've just I've been thinking about him and thinking about birthdays. Um, but you know, thinking about how you want to celebrate your time versus thinking about when you're gone, the time you didn't have left. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Expand. Yeah. And Expand just who yourself. you want to spend that time with. And he was just so funny. He was. And he threw great parties. He and did. that's the thing is like, I would, I would take him at my table any day. And his dinner party with me, the last one was pea soup and bread. Yeah. It was not fancy. No, was, we had dumplings. Yep. Love it. All right, you guys there. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with a uh, special guest star. Yeah. Jason Matheson. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is a weekly dish on my talk 1071. All right. So do we have our friend on the line, Miss March? Yep, he's there. Uh, we are here with our guest and friend, Jason Matheson, who you may be here on the morning show here. Hello, Chase. <laughs> hey. You're lucky I'm here. I'm getting in drag right now. I barely have time. Oh, my God. Are you literally are you going to dress up? No. Oh. Are you kidding me? I'm leaving this to the professionals. We <laughs> want people to come in. I don't want to scare people. 
It wouldn't scare people. You'd we be got funny. so excited right then. <laughs> so I know you guys got really excited by that prospect. I Maybe know. I should consider that. I mean, you really it, should. It is kind of funny. So <clears throat> we are here with Jason Matheson, and he is lots of things. He is the part owner of <laughs> Betty and Earl's Biscuits. He is on Fox Television. He's obviously on our morning show. And he and a group of friends have opened Lush Theater and Lounge, which is in Northeast Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And they are starting drag brunches. So, Jason, tell us about your brunches, because there's an element to this that I think is super cool. Well, the the menu is spectacular. So the menu is done by our team at Betty and Earl's. So... We've made it really easy. So when you buy a ticket, and you can buy one at LushMPLS.com, um, you make a reservation, and then right away to make it easy, you, you pick an option. It's a sweet, savory, or vegetarian option. And, like, let me give you an example. The, the sweet option, I think, I think Hanson, you saw a picture of it. I did. Um, it is our version of French toast. And, oh. March, I can't oh. – I cannot wait for you to try this oh. because <laughs> – Peter, our, no, 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 I'm not even overblowing this, and Hanson can tell you. Peter, our chef, um, gave us, like, three different versions of French toast. So we're sitting there, and the first two were good. Let me be very clear. They were good. And then he brought out this odd-looking thing. And I was like, Jen and I both said, what is that? He's using our cinnamon sugar biscuits, our, our cinnamon biscuits, yeah, and basically making them into, like, Kind of like a bread pudding mash, mashed up with French toast. Oh, Think Lordy. of that combination. Yum. Lordy. And it has like a cinnamon cream cheese and whipped cream um, dollop on top. And then the sides, like if you're lucky enough to get a side piece, and that sounded dirty and I didn't <laughs> need it. To I was going to say, hey. <laughs> but, hey. you know, if, if you can get one of the sides because he butters like a sugar butter around the pan. Yes. So it is that the the sides are like that crispy, sweet goodness. It is. I took one bite and I looked at Peter at our menu tasting and I said, winner. Like this, obviously I love my Papaw's biscuits and our biscuit sandwich on the menu is fantastic. But that thing is incredible. The savory option has a biscuit bake and then a great vegetarian option as well. So I'm really proud. That's the brunch menu with the show, connected to the show. Now, we have a separate brunch menu. We have, like, a giant smothered burrito, breakfast burrito. And come on, who doesn't love a breakfast burrito? Right. We, of course, we of course, and both of you have had a version of ours. We have our famous um, biscuit sandwiches with our original Betty and Earl's biscuit, a pepper aioli, your choice of bacon or sausage, and um, our breakfast potatoes. And a vegetarian option. We have a breakfast burger. I'm just, like, as you can tell... I'm on speed 70 because I'm still at this menu. I love, I obviously, I love our dinner menu, but this brunch menu is, yeah, it may, I'm so proud. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. We open, what time is it? We open in 27 minutes. 27 minutes. Well, and brunch, brunch is so exciting anyway. It's fun to talk about Betty and Earl's biscuits. Obviously, biscuits go with brunch, right? I mean, Jeez. Um, yeah. One thing that, really struck me about these brunches was the 10 o'clock option and that they're a family brunch. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because as a person, both Stephanie and I have gay children, I think representation does really matter. And I love that you guys are making that accessible. Yeah. Yeah. These, these 10 o'clock brunches, our doors open at 10, you're served at 1030, show at 11. 
Um, I'm so glad you guys brought that up because it is really important. Um, th- this is a drag brunch for all ages, which is really important to all of us, the entire ownership team, because obviously we all have loved ones or we're part of the community ourselves. And I know for me personally, um, you know, I grew up in Indiana and gay in Indiana ain't fun. And I, I just, <laughs> no, <laughs> I always joke that if I ever do a one man show, I'm going to call it gay in Indiana. That's anyway. a good name for it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had no one, there was no representation. I mean, I had Billy Crystal on soap and that was about it. And we always <laughs> had questions about Tony Randall, but anyway, there were, there um, were questions. There were questions. Yeah. But we didn't have any representation. This, this allows kids and families to see the art of drag and to see the beauty of it and realize that it is an art form that, as I say, at the end of the show, you know, my, the show's stand in your truth, go out there and be yourself. And it's, you know, it's the cliche is it's, you know, it gets better. It is better and it's better to live your truth. And these performers show that. And I just think it's so important for kids and teens and parents that are struggling with the identity, uh, the truth of their kids. And I'm just happy that we're opening it up to families. I think it's spectacular. Yeah, because even when, so it's one thing for your kid to be on the spectrum or coming out and then, you know, there's there's gay straight alliance at school and there's things for your kids sometimes. But as a parent, you don't know, like other parents that have gay kids or you it's it's a more common now than it was that people are more open and talk about it. But also to be able to see like other families. I remember yes. taking Ellie to the marriage amendment celebration at the Capitol and making her ride her bike. And it was like ninety eight degrees. She was. 12 and she kept she was like i'm not ever getting married i don't know why i have to (laughs) go do this this? and i was like because you have to see other families Mm -hmm. that have gay people in them and see that people have marriages people have kids people have all kinds of the family looks lots of different ways for lots of people totally and i remember her meeting ezra tualo of all people this giant like former viking Mm mm-hmm and he was a gay man and he was there with his partner and he was there with his family. And then we took her to all of the activities. And she still talks about that to this day, how that was the first time she saw like two gay women as like a couple that were adults. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's that's my hope. I hope that, you know, moms and dads that are struggling can look over and see. Imagine that happy, happy families, you know, and, and show show these kids that. It's all right. It's more than all right. So, you know, I don't want to get over, you know, overly Oprah-ish, but I'm really, I'm really proud that this 10 a.m. Um, brunch is open to all ages. And eventually, in about a month or so, we will expand it, um, and there will be a 1 o'clock show as well on Saturdays and Sundays. And I'm really excited for that. And, of course, we have Drag Bingo coming up, and, um, and then our normal drag show at night called Mirage. Um, and led by my partners, uh, Crystal and uh, Nikki. And it's just, as you can tell, I'm proud of everything. I'm proud of the shows. I'm proud of Betty and Earl. This is just, yeah, I'm proud and beyond excited. It's just, it's fun. Girl, it's, it's fun. fun. Well, it's, and everyone, we were just saying that it is, it's an experience, right? It's not yeah. just another sitting down and having some eggs at your local diner, no. which is wonderful too. But this is an experience. Like this is a thing to go do and celebrate life that we're living. Because we need that. Well, Here's for and you. I said this to you to, and I said this to both of you. I, don't, I didn't mean to step any stuff. I said this to both of you um, 
that this isn't throwing shade. I think owners across the country would say it. Let's be crystal carrings and clear. Yeah. You know, gay bars, gay bars, you know, they aren't known for food. They're not supposed to be. Right. You know, that's not that's not the headline on the billboard. We want to be we want to be as good as our as our cast. You know, we want to be as good as the entertainment. And I, I think, you know, that's why I was really excited because I want to hear people go. God, that show was good. And that food's really good, too. Yeah. Chase, this is, <laughs> yeah. I was in the bathroom, and the bathrooms are were befuddling oh, to God, me. Oh, God, where's the story going? I, dude, oh, I God. just raised my eyebrows. So I got to the bathroom door, and there was a man coming out. And so I'm kind of standing there, and you know how you're looking for, like, the does or bucks? Like, I'm looking yeah. for the sign of where I'm supposed to go. And he looked at me, he goes... No, they're unisex. Like, you can come in. Yeah. I go, oh, okay. Like, oh, that's so modern. And he heard me say, oh, okay. And he goes, oh, my gosh, like, you're Stephanie. And so we started talking. And then I heard him and his friends across the bar talking about the burger. And this, it was a griddled flat patty. And the one guy who was like, wow, this coleslaw is way, it's great. Like, I love the coleslaw. And the other guy was like, I love the burger. And it made me think of you, Steph, because I was like a good smashed griddled burger. So, Jace, yep. you got a good burger and coleslaw, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> that was not the bathroom made, story I, I thought we were going to get, just no, to be clear. <laughs> meeting Roger at the door of the bathroom. Yeah, I I know. March, did you notice I'm not focusing too much on her bathroom trip? No, good for you. Hey. Can we yeah. take one hot second to shout out the Kowalski's deal? Because I am very excited Girl. by the fact that Betty and Earl's biscuits are now available at all Kowalski's in their bakery department. Like, hot and fresh and baked, people. Um, And they are killing it. Like, they're like the Studio 54 of carbs. You, you like, you, they, <laughs> you, you can barely get them because they sell out so quickly. That and lemon that. blueberry with the glaze. Ugh. Yum. Oh, that, you want it really quick. I know you guys have to go to break, but yeah. you guys may know this, but a little behind the scenes fun fact, that flavor was the first one that Jennifer and I kind of are indeed in my kitchen six years ago wow. um, when, when, when this was just a pipe dream and Jen, you know, had my biscuits and said, these are really good, Jace. But anyway, so that flavor has a story upon its own. But yeah, Kowalski's are a great partner. Um, they're doing a great job baking them. And people, I love people sending me the pictures of the empty biscuit shelves. That I know. It cracks me up. That is so it funny. It cracks me up. All so, right. No, I'm, so, and there's bigger things com- coming. So I'm okay. so excited. So we're excited for you. Yay. Thanks for coming on today. 651-641-1071. The Ask Stephanie portion of the show is coming up next. You can ask us questions about uh, Jason. Personal questions. We'll answer them live <laughs> on the air. 651-641-1071. Have a great Good opening, luck. Jace. Good luck. LushNPLS.com. Love you. Bye. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are brought to you by Knob Creek, by the way. Um, and I'm very excited. To, we're going to talk some bourbons in a second. Yes. <clears throat> but this is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So we want to make sure you have the time to call in. 651-641-1071. We do have a couple of calls. We have right. our best friend Brian on the line. Hi, Brian. Hey, Brian. What's up? Off. Happy birthday first. Thank you. And your, the song that was number one on your when you were born, Knock Three Times, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Oh, my God. Was knock it really? Three knock times Three Times on the times. ceiling if you, you want, want me. me. talking about a, a leftover controversy, which reminded me of a TV show. Okay. Uh, S. Creek. Oh, yes, yes. Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy. The mayor and his wife brought party leftovers to Moira oh. and John. And she said, why get an invitation to a big soiree 
when you can be met the next morning with table scraps. (laughs) (laughs) Which we're not going to rehash last weekend's party box conversation. I love it. Thanks, Brian. I love it. Take care. Bye. Oh, that is funny. That is pretty great. Hey, we also have a call from Jill on the line. Hey, Jill, what's going on today? Are you there, Jill? Oh, yes, I am. I'm sorry. I didn't hear. I was listening to the us creatures. Oh. Yes, I have, two, I have two quick questions. I'll start with the easiest. Yeah. Are the Betty and Earl biscuits at every Kowalski's location? Okay. Um, as far as we know, yes. That's what, it was, that's what they said. They might run out early. Some might have more than others, but it sounds like they are at all the locations. Oh, fabulous. Yes. The second question is, I am looking for a good place of a glass of wine with a friend of mine who just turned 50. I live in Minneapolis, by Lake Harriet. She lives in St. Paul by Coma Park. Okay. Is there a good middle area? You're looking for a, a place with wine? You're kind of muffled, near so it's a little Como hard Park. to hear. A but, good... Oh, Com- sorry. That's okay. So it's but near um, between Lake yeah. Harriet and Como Park, you're saying. Lots of wine. Yes. Okay. And a restaurant you're looking for, right? Yeah. Any... Yeah. Okay. Any, anywhere to celebrate her 50th birthday. Oh, 50th birthday. Okay. we could. I couldn't quite get that. All right. So what do you think? Well, there's Bujo's Wine Bar. That's kind of Edina, though. If you're going St. And then there's Paul. Bev's in... Bev's is close. Is it? I think Bev's is close. I thought I saw it open the other day. Oh, maybe so. Um, um, you know, there's... Here's, here's a funny thing. I think that there's a great list of wines at Stepchild in Northeast. That's a good one. Cute little place. And it's right Ooh. kind of across from Certix, which is, I think, fun because you can like... Certix has a good wine list. Pop too, over there. Obviously. And yeah, Sidebar Side, at Certix would yep. also be great in Northeast Minneapolis. And that's kind of like in between. That's a good Have one. Have you been there yet? No. Oh, yeah. And Certix wine bar. Yes. Yeah. No, Certix. It's yes. fantastic, and they have a great burger and great food. So check that out. All right. Good luck, Jill. Okay, that is a toughie. I mean, like, and there's also I was going to say there's a lot of um, where did I just see a lot of great wines on a wine list? I was just thinking about um, like I was thinking that I want to. Ha- oh, you know what I want to say is that the wines at Ito. I know we talked about Ito yes, last week, we did. Uh-huh. but Ito is a great little place in downtown Minneapolis that. Their, their wine, you know, they have a little wine bottle shop, but I mean, you can buy a bottle there, un- bring it over into the, uh, into the space and eat pizzas and have schnitzels and do, you know, all, and have, you know, all kinds of great, uh, uh, like pasta, like Italian things yep. too. So that's always a fun idea. Love a little Italian pasta. Um, so 651-641-1071, if you guys want to give us a call. Um, okay, a caller had a question about what's the social acceptability of a group of straight friends going to a drag event? Good question. Great question, actually. Um, I will tell you that it is totally socially acceptable, in especially at Lush, where they say everyone is welcome. welcome. They And I, actually, you guys, this is great because I know that we have gotten a lot of calls. I've personally gotten a lot of like messages from people who want to support Jason, love to listen to him, and love the biscuits, and are excited by it, but they didn't know if it was okay for them to go. And and what it would feel like, you know, or kind of they're like, Am I, do I do I need to have like a gay person with me or anything else? And I'm like, don't worry, they're, you can't check them out from the library. It is okay. Um, I have one you can borrow. But um, no, you can just be a straight person and you can go enjoy the art of drag. Yeah. Just, it's beautiful. I will tell you 
that it is, and it's like, it's just like any of the funny thing about gay bars. They're just bars. They're bars. <laughs> yep. Very much so. And sometimes just more fun. Yeah. And actually uh, it is, I know that there's been some controversy about, and I think this is rooted in the fact that a lot of, you know, a lot of queer people have said, can you please take your bachelorette parties out of the gay nineties? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's a whole different vibe, but like, Sitting down to a table for brunch and supporting an artistic endeavor that isn't about you, it's about the show. That is a beautifully acceptable way and wonderful way to support art. And just, I, I, I mean, there are a lot of drag people that aren't gay that do it as a form of their performance art. Right. So you're really, if you look at it like a performance, like yeah. you would going to a concert or a music venue... It's very similar. Yeah. So yeah, go, go enjoy. But raise thank a you glass, for the question because be that was kind and considerate to your neighbor, and that's yeah, all you need to be. That's a wonderful question. I really appreciate it. Um, we did have a question about that came online that I didn't respond yet to. Um, about the bourbons, someone oh, yes. was looking for four bourbons and or four whiskeys or bourbon that was she wanted a high. She kind of wanted like a smattering and some local, some you know across the board. And so, and I kind of started looking. I dove down deep into that because I wanted to find good representation. Um, and I have two that I want to tell you. Well, first of all, I want to say if you want to go local and you want to find one that's kind of lovely, Brother Justice is a great local whiskey and they do beautiful, beautiful bottles. And I really sincerely love them. Um, Etiquette. I don't know how much a Brother Justice is. I think it's like 50 bucks. Um, Etiquette whiskey from Jay Carver is also a, sort of a single malt, a refined, um, you know, expression. And I think that's kind of lovely. I had one last night that I wanted to make sure to tell you about, and I got to find it's from Iowa and it's called Nassif Family Reserve. And they it's a bought whiskey. So, you know, MGP, like, you know, there's this giant store of whiskey in Indiana, but it's about what you do with it after you buy the whiskey. They didn't distill it, but they aged it in in uh, wine barrels. It is beautiful. And it's like 40 bucks at Zips. Okay, so that's a really great one. I'm going to say Maker's Mark 46, yep. which is their love it. They've got a whole array of sort of um, introductory to higher end. So yep. that would be a good one. Also, Keeper's Heart Whiskey is True. being produced locally at O'Shaughnessy Distilling. They're having a whiskey dinner February 15th at thelexmn.com. You can get tickets there if you're looking for a good gift idea that for Valentine's Day for your whiskey lovers. That might be fun. Whiskey lovers. I will tell you that that Keeper's Heart, the new version that they're releasing is really interesting. Like, I haven't had it yet, but I'm just hearing the stories about it. And it's, you know, it's kind of a collaboration between Brian Nation and the High West guys. And I just, I just love the fact that Brian Nation is here and like thinking about whiskey and like really taking that American whiskey paradigm and just playing with it. Yeah, he's the distiller from Keeper's Heart. Yeah. Also, just like going into any of your favorite liquor stores and asking the proprietors, you know, hey, can you help me set up a whiskey tasting here? You know, most of them have a general knowledge. Yes. And um, can help set that up for you, too. So. But I would say that don't I mean, like, be ready. Like and some bottles, like if you go to 1010 and they have great 1010 has on Washington Avenue, really, really great selection as well as uh, South Lindale has a great you know selection. And of course, France 44, my favorite. They have yeah. a, they have such a knowledgeable staff. Just like being in store and talking to those people, perfect. Cedar Lake Liquor, Certix Liquor, Total yep. Wine. I mean, <laughs> you can find someone. Yes, it's Liquor true. Boy. Liquor Ask Boy. Ask for Judd. Ten, top 10 liquors. Okay. All right, we'll be right back.